Welcome to the Carmesh Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Fields. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. So today we're talking about expectations and how they link to our happiness and resilience. Now, this is a topic that I really wanted to talk about after reading several books, as is always the way. I feel like I start every conversation with when I was reading this book. (laughs) Um, And it was a book about how we are pulled apart in society and how we can be put back together. It's called Poles Apart, um, and we'll pop a link in the show notes to it. But it was reading that book that got me thinking about our expectations of people or work or events and how that links to our own happiness. And there are some links to resilience in there, but there's definitely something about what we expect going into a situation and then how happy that situation will make us, um, which is already making me think about other topics that we're going to be covering later on in the podcast about joy and, and, and things. I won't go there, but let's have a chat about what we expect and whether or not that drives our happiness. And that's really the topic for today. So Advita, I'm going to come to you first. She knew it, right? Because she can see me. Um, How do you, what do you think about the correlation between expectations and happiness? Do you think there is a real link between, I expect this to be rubbish, therefore I'm going to be unhappy the whole time I'm here? Like, how do you feel about those two things? So interesting. So one of the, I think you're, I think you're right. I think the higher the expectations... I do think there's more risk of you not being happy because there, and there is there are people we spoke about this before we started recording it we about people having higher expectations and then being disappointed when they don't get what they need so advice and suggestions from other people is to lower them if you have low mm-hmm. expectations and anything above that is great but I have a problem with the word happy because I and I've okay. spoken about this before because I do think happiness is so subjective and what makes me happy may not necessarily make you or Trudy happy or other people happy. And it's such different levels. And when I see these, uh, and no disrespect to anybody, by the way, who is who has these titles, but if I do see these kind of happiness ambassadors and happiness <laughs> executives, Sorry I'm to like, laugh. honestly, though, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of a fail here. And I think with everything that we've gone through over the last few years, it's just such a hard task to have this big, objective about making people happy and I think you can you can make sure I mean I know we're going to talk about this in a future episode but I think you can make sure that people are um have the stuff they need and the resources they need and understand the expectations of them so they can do good work regardless of where they are but having this I want to make sure that everybody's happy in the work they're doing I think you are kind of setting yourself up for a fail here Mm -hmm. a little bit and it is dangerous and I'm using that word intentionally because when you don't like when people say we've got a happiness index and we're measuring happiness how do you even like I just don't because it my mood, if anyone's like me, my mood changes minute by minute. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> one minute, like, you know what it's like. One minute, like, yeah, this is great. And if I'm doing a survey then, it's like everything's going to be hunky-dory. I get a dodgy email or someone ringing me and annoying me. Like, I'll do that survey again. I'm yeah. in a different place. So, But that's the same as employee engagement surveys, is, right? So like, yeah. that's really a whole other conversation. It but is. employing, how do you measure engagement? How do you measure happiness? I think really, yeah, really interesting points. Trude? Yeah. I've, well, my thing is, um, do we need to do everything in order to feel happy. It, it's like, oh, how, how we, okay. yeah, it's like, I'll come from another angle because I, I think the whole thing about expectation is why can we not experience things for what they are and the good and the bad? It, it's like when you go somewhere and 
um, you know, you've planned the day, you've planned this outing or whatever, and you go there and certain things don't go right. So a good example for me was I went on holiday with my sister to Rome and um, we were taking the train out to um, another area. And of course, got on the train, everything was fine. When we got there, we didn't plan it right. So we missed the bus to go on the tour. <laughs> and and then we got the rubbish tour in the end and so on. But at the end of the day, I could still say I was really, really happy um, because I experienced something totally different. I was there with my sister. It was, there were, there were things within the day that I could pick out that made sense in terms of my happiness or my contentment. Because I think that's, that's another part of it, not necessarily looking at it as I'm happy because are we going to walk around the place laughing and grinning all the time? Uh, it, it's about a contentment, I think, that we, we need to aim for rather than uh, this goal of being deliriously happy. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Do you know what's really funny that you just reminded me of that? That again, a bit subject because you just said that happiness is laughing and having all that. I don't, I see happiness as being safe and feeling okay. in in kind of control of my emotions yeah. right so I feel safe I feel comfortable yep. and that that like I, I don't see happy as laughing out loud does that make sense I that see was, it as both I, yeah. uh, you know there's and that's why I use the word contentment yeah because like that word. because there is that correlation between I am joyously happy mm. or I am content in myself you know I, yeah. I, I feel comfortable and that comfortableness is, speaks to what you were just saying about mm. you know feeling that you're safe. So for me, it, it really is um, a little bit broader than just saying the expectation because that expectation is always variable because you don't know what's going to happen. You could, you know, you could, you could say, yeah, my expectation of this particular experience is going to be this, but suddenly there's a train wreck or there's, you know, there's something else that's coming that's disturbed that I can't control it. Mm. And I think that's where the danger is. And and that's probably where we come into the link to resilience, isn't yeah. it? Because if, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, can I control it? Can I influence it? If it's neither of those, then I'm, I'm kind of going to move on. And that's probably where I've learned to maybe temper some of my expectations by building some of that resilience. Not that I have low expectations because I don't, as I've been told several times, <laughs> but I do have this kind of hopeful equanimity, which I've talked about before in terms of that, you know, that that optimism, but not optimism that's that can be a bit toxic, but optimism that's grounded in reality, really, which yeah. I suppose is is the same. As you were talking then, it, it reminded me of the book Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Bartlett, which we've talked about before. And in his book, there were a couple of quotes that stood out for me, which I just think are, are relevant to this conversation. He talks about the fact that social media has made perfect look normal, so goods become disposable. Mm -hmm. I love the language there because I think that has so much to play on our expectations of something's got to be amazing. Yeah for us to feel happy or we're going to expect that to get the joy out of it. But he also um, says, if you go through life believing that your happiness is somewhere in the future, it always will be. It never will be where you are now. Mm. And I think that's that was always really powerful to me when I read it a while ago. But I think the, the piece around what does happiness mean to us as an individual, to your point of view, it's about feeling safe you know, Trudy, you've talked about feeling content. The word I've written down here is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I think there's yeah. something, you know, how do we know what makes us fulfilled as a human being? And if we don't know that, are we then having expectations of places or expectations of experiences that are going to mean that we're going to be forever disappointed because we don't know what makes us fulfilled as a person? Mm -hmm. And if I think about that in a work context, if you're going into a new job or going into a, a work event or even a work meeting, 
your expectations of that will then determine how you feel about the rest of the day, the rest of everything else. Because if you're going into a, a place of work and you've got an expectation of what that's going to be like, does that then contribute to your happiness or is it actually about what you need to be fulfilled as a human? I think I think it has to be a bit of all of that because when you fulfillment for me is linked to your purpose and values as well, isn't it? Mm. You know, yeah. I, I I've got a purpose in life and 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 this particular job is helping me fulfill that purpose. So I feel fulfilled. And there's so so it's tied up in that. And so because it's tied up in that, we can't you can't actually link it too much to expectations because you go in knowing there's going to be the good, the bad, the ugly. You're going to have great days. You're going to have, um, um, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bosses that you don't like, or you're going to have people that don't work with you well, that you don't communicate well with. So there's so many different things that are going to interrupt, uh, that perfect expectation that then supposedly leads to happiness. And, and I think that the aim has to be, how can I make the best of the, the 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 bits that are there? And actually, how can those bits make me feel fulfilled because they align with my purpose? I know that ultimately I am moving towards this goal. So I am therefore fulfilled mm-hmm. rather than, oh, um, it has to be all perfect around me. And I think then linking that back to the social media quote that you just did, we have been sold this false world uh, where we then end up comparing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then when we compare ourselves and say, well, my world isn't as perfect as that person that I'm seeing on social media. So as a result, I must not then be happy or I must not then be fulfilled because I haven't got that or, Mm -hmm. you know, and back in the day when we didn't have social media because I'm older, so I know that time. um, (laughs) um, I used to fax things at work. We're we're all, you know. (laughs) Well, it was a different thing, wasn't it? It was was about money and who had the the nicest car or who had the nicest suit or outfit. I used to work with somebody who she used to wear designer clothes. And when you said to her, oh, wow, that's an amazing outfit that you're wearing, she would literally take out the label and show it to you. It's a, oh, wow. it's a designer outfit. So suddenly you'd feel like, oh, I don't have a designer outfit on. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there were other ways that the same thing used to happen. It's just that it's elevated mm, now yeah. because of social media. So, mm. so yeah, I think it's a, it's a wider yeah. way of looking I at it. I think the purpose thing is really interesting, which is why I always bang on about, uh, it, I want to mess it up again. I want to try and say this again. Please. Ikigai. Say it. Say it. Say it again. Ikigai. Ikigai. Ikigai, right? I don't know. I said it the other day on a message to you. She said it right. right. Yeah, that's right. And and I love that (laughs) philosophy and we'll share the links on that. But that is about purpose, right? And I think... I know people are going to say, get get a grip at Vita. You said it about a million times now, but it is a worthwhile activity to do. And if you haven't done it before, then I highly recommend it. But it is about... It is about managing your expectations and it is about understanding your purpose and it is understanding about what value are you bringing in that situation when you put it in a work context. And I think if you understand that about what you are doing, then I think you can have a fulfilled, content, happy experience. And I think as long as you are in control of that and you understand yourself, and I would say to people I work with and coach that you have to know you more than you, more than other people think they know you. Like, like Brené Brown. Obviously, we're going to mention Brené. Oh, yeah, <laughs> episode one. I episode know. one. I know. But Brené Brown always says, "Don't let other people write your narrative for you." Mm. 
And I think when you do comparison, and one of my favourite quotes, comparison, the thief of joy, and you start comparing yourself to other people around you who are different to you, who have different experiences, you kind of lose a sense of who you are, which I think impacts your happiness and can also influence the way you see expectations. It, it can. And as as we're talking, there's a couple of thoughts bubbling around my head. One is the societal pressure on on things. And you touched on that, yeah. Trudy, around kind of, you know, social media and how that can make you feel. And I do think that there are expectations. There's certainly expectations as a woman, you know, that you will, mm-hmm. you know, find someone, marry someone, have children, you know, tick, 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 do all those things. And those expectations, I think, make it feel quite pressurised sometimes to conform And I think that that need to conform comes from our need to be part of a group, to be accepted. And therefore that leads us into places where we're trying to do things that don't make us happy because we're trying to meet someone else's expectations. And I think that's part of the challenge, which also then leads me into thinking about identity Mm. and our own identity and what makes us, what makes up our identity really as a human being. Um, and And I think all of those things together should lead to us thinking about what will make us fulfilled and therefore what will make us happy. But I, yeah. I I come back to the beginning where we were talking about, well, how do you measure happiness and what is happy? I mean, the fact that you were saying that being happy is about kind of feeling safe, that's never how I would think about happy for me. Happy for me is like really laughing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like if I'm happy, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, this is that, great. No, kind that, of like real, but that's like joy, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, joy, yeah. For happy for me, it's like I have moments where I'm, surrounded by people that I love. I've got a warm, like, you know, it sounds really cheesy, but, you know, I have moments where I'm surrounded by people I love. I'm watching one of my favourite programmes. I'm having a really good time in terms of just not even having an out loud, out loud laugh or anything, but I look around me and I go, God, I feel really good. Like I've got my, you know, I've just... But is that content? I mean, no, well, even is that gratitude? Is that, is that, all, is not that the outplaying of gratitude? all of that leads to feeling... Happy, happy, right? Yeah. And I think we we put so much pressure on ourselves to feel continuously like this joy. And I know we're going to talk about it, but it's this. And I think uh, just just think about what's around you and what's happening in your circumstances. And I think to your point right at the start about expectations and happiness, we don't appreciate often the things that we have around us. And then we put so much, because we compare ourselves to so many different people, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be, well, I should be earning X, Y amount of money and I should be going on fancy holidays and I should have a, that's going to make me happy. How many friends and family members do we know who will always say, when I go on holiday, I'll feel much happier when I get back. When I buy that X, Y, Z handbag or car or whatever, I'll feel so much happier that I know I've made it. And I think that is, for me, that is not happiness. That might give me joy in mm-hmm. that moment and that time I'm on holiday. But if I don't feel that, you know, can and, I'm, and again, I'm not one of those people that think 100% of your life should be happiness. I have an 80-20 rule, right? Because there are going to be your day. You're going to have 80% of the time, if, as long as you're feeling content, fulfilled, whatever, safe, then that's good. And then the 20% you can balance mm. out. And I think that's how I like to live my life. And and I think that's that brings us back to sort of the point that you were making, yeah. Trudy, about this sort of pressure for everything to be mm. making you happy. Like we seem to have, you know, forced fun. Yeah. <laughs> for, well, like, for like Monica and friends now. But, you know, there is this sort of everything we're doing should yeah. be, should be, and actually just having a, a content, you know, I think I've talked before about just doing a podcast and listening to a podcast and doing a puzzle at home, which is just one of my favourite things to do. Yeah. Um, but that's not something that I, you know, that is going to, change the world or is going to make me feel incredible or amazing, mm. all those things. But it does bring me 
joy. I feel content. It makes makes me happy. But there, it does seem to be that pressure to make sure that our our happiness and and, and to achieve happiness. I think that's where we come back to that expectations mm. and happiness linked together. Is that to achieve happiness? The that seems further and further away for people. And mm. I don't know whether that is social media, whether that's you know just where we are as society, but. Is it just moving further and further away as something to something to achieve, but is is sort of out of reach? That's sort of how I feel like it could feel. Yeah, but that would be like because so, in a sense you could even look at it from the perspective. You know, you just said doing a puzzle and li- li- listening to a podcast is your happy place. Yeah, it is. It's one of right. several, but yes. So, yes, other, yeah. so, <laughs> so other people could could look at that and say that's not enough. Yeah, you know that is not that's not enough to 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 delight me and make me happy. So how can you say that that's a happy place? But that's a judgment that they've placed on you, rather than saying actually we're all different. So what makes me happy it doesn't have to look like that perfect picture on on anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to look like. Uh, I'm dr- I might drive an old car and feel really really elated that this old car is still working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um in comparison to saying I've got the latest model and look at me I'm amazing because I'm driving this car. Which is so, why it's so subjective. It is. It's so subjective. It and the other thing I want to just touch upon a little bit here is the guilt of being happy. So yeah. I have seen some really poor behavior on social over the last few weeks with the tragedies that's going on around Ukraine and all the other horrible things going on around the world and dare somebody share something that they are delighted with or happy with they are getting shot down and people are like how dare you how dare you well, have... we supposed to all be sad at the and moment we and this is what this is this is a whole kind of expectation re- resilience you mm-hmm. know and we need balance in our lives people yeah. right we cannot keep feeding our energy and soul with tragedy all the time and yes it's a privileged statement to make but if you don't look after yourself and you don't look after your mental health and you don't celebrate these small moments of joy and happiness it's not sustainable for a human to continue at that level it's it's not not. and and there was a quote that I think I shared with you which was shared by Brene Brown and from an interview she was doing with Karen uh, Walrond and the quotes from Karen and it says I will never apologize for embracing joy and beauty even when the world is falling apart because joy and beauty are my fuel for activism. Oh my God, I love it. And I just loved it as a comment because yeah. there is something about that not apologising for. And and as we've just chatted about, about those different themes, it sort of brought me back to a conversation I was having with someone the other day who's a health coach. So focused on your health and well-being and coaching around that. Yeah. And through that co- coaching conversation, it became very clear to me that I absorb other people's expectations which can then make me feel bad about choices that I'm making. And 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 that sounds really heavy. <laughs> but it, it's No, things, but it's true. But it is mm. true because actually I I do move at quite a pace, you mm. know, and, and something I would do in a day is totally fine for me, but for someone else would be a lot. So if I share that with that other person where that would be a lot, they then go, oh my God, I, I don't know how you're doing this. There's so much, you know, are you okay? Are you sure that's the right thing? And then you start going, oh, is it okay? Should I be doing this? Maybe this is too much. Maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe I should stop. And that, you know, that little monkey mm. on your shoulder sort of <laughs> creeps in because you're trying to 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 match their expectations with your behaviour, which is, is completely impossible to do because it should be about my expectations of myself, my activity, what I choose to do based on the expectations I'm setting for myself, not trying to match what I do to someone else's expectations. And I think that's where you can only find happiness is if you're doing things that match yours. But coming back to happiness and things and that being so subjective, 
And coming back to the workplace, before we get into our top tips, which is, is coming, team, um, <laughs> you know, where we do have people that have job titles of, you know, chief, what are they? I've not Chief, been, chief happiness, happiness officer. officer. I was going to go with chief happiness yeah, officer. Yeah, that's one of the biggest like, ones. It's changing though. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it is changing. I, not, uh, but to your point, Lita, like how helpful is that? Because you might have had a horrible journey into work that day or there could be stuff. There's so many things that make up being happy mm-hmm. in a component part. But but is there is there something about being at work and accepting that work is maybe going to make you content, but isn't maybe going to always bring you joy unless you have found something that aligns to your purpose? I feel like I've answered my own question. Yeah, mm. you kind of had. I, I mean, I, yeah. I don't go into work thinking that work's going to make me happy. But what makes me happy is when I've done things well or I've achieved a goal or um, I've met with somebody and made a difference for them because of the work that I've done. So it's the outputs that actually fuel my happiness, not the fact that I'm going into work. Because if I had a choice, I'd be on a beach somewhere. Mm. You know, I, I would not choose to to go into the motions of going into an office and doing certain things. I love what I do and it does bring me joy, but it doesn't always bring me joy and happiness because sometimes it's harder. And when it's harder, I have to really dig deep and say, well, what about this that I really love? Um, Because it wasn't necessarily easy. And sometimes what we need in happiness is the things that are easy. That was probably not good English, but anyway, the, um, the things that are easier, the things that are more comfortable, the things that I find naturally to do, those are the happy things that yeah. I can say, yeah, actually I'm quite really happy about that. And a lot of the times, as I said, it's the outcome. It's, did I make a difference for somebody else's life? You know, when I coach somebody and they come back and say, do you know what? That has totally changed everything. I... I'm delighted. It, mm. You know, it brings me joy. So, you know, that's that. I think that's where we have to focus on in opposed to focusing on, you know, what we don't have. It's so funny how you said lying on the beach would be your kind of happiness. That is like, I don't mind going on a holiday, but I know that I wouldn't be content or happy lying on a beach. Isn't that really weird? Yeah, like, it's on the beach, a book, Like I a could cocktail. do that for a couple of weeks, but I know <laughs> that my purpose, because I have done the purpose thing, is about... And we talk about changing the world, don't we? All change, the time. Change, change the, the world. world. I, I say it so flippantly now. Yeah. I want to change the <laughs> I'm world. I want to change the world. And it is about that legacy thing. And for me, it's the legacy that I want to leave that mm. drives me. And yeah. I know if, every, and we're going to talk about habits again in another uh, episode, but it's that being 1% better every yeah. day for me. Yeah. And that's my contentment, happiness, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's really, and that's again, to folks who are listening, is that it's important to take some time out and reflect on what is it actually that you want to achieve and the value that you want to bring and focus on that, I would say, and switch off the noise around you because we're in such a noisy mm. world right now mm. and guilt and expectations and and you were know, speaking about work, like you still have that whole line manager, manager thing who's putting their expectations on you to deliver a piece of work, right? So you still have to do go through the motions of all of that. And it's good for three of us to say, you know, manage your own expectations. But when you are in a position like that, where you have a leader or a manager who's telling you every day, or every month, every week, or whatever, telling you what to do and giving you expectations. It's hard. I can imagine that being difficult okay. and we've all been there. Mm. So it's about, okay, I know that my manager is going to tell me my objectives and what I need to do to deliver against the performance of this organisation. That is, that is not, that's a given, right? You have to do that. But it's how you approach that situation. 
And you have to be really honest with yourself in terms of, is this place giving me what I need in terms of my purpose and adding value Mm. and getting the support I need? And again, I'm going to go to that belonging, feeling like I belong and can contribute effectively using my skills that allows me to thrive mm-hmm. in the job. And I think you have to be really honest if that's working for you or not. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's, that's solid. True. And that nicely brings us into top tips. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got three mm-hmm. that I've just scribbled down as we've been talking. And I'm going to get in there first because <laughs> you've already kind of done one. Um, and, and, and I suppose the first one for me is to be really clear about what your expectations are and why. Yeah. Because... It's easy to have an expectation that someone else's expectation, like I was just saying about taking on other people's expectations and putting them onto yourself. So be very real about what's your expectation of either a situation or going into work or whatever it is. Um, and and kind of why is that why is that an expectation? A secondary to that for me is not to try and live the moment before it's happened. And I used to do this when I was younger. You'd sort of be getting really excited about going to a party Mm. that you kind of already live it. You know, like your friends come to pick you up, you're wearing this outfit, you're doing that. (laughs) You kind of do it all before it's there. And then, you know, your friend's late and your outfit's not clean. And and, and then already you're in this spiral of doom. So, So that's kind of secondary to that. The other is, as we were talking, I was remembering the uh, podcast episode, which is Stephen Bartlett again, Diary of a CEO, where he interviews Mo Gaudet, who's oh, the yeah. happiness. We've that's all right. listened to that. And that's a really good episode. So we'll put a link in the show notes to that because that's really helpful. It's it's kind of changed some of my habits and things as well. Um, and then the third is another Brene quote, which is don't listen to people in the cheap seats. And I stand by that all the time mm-hmm. because I think they are the people that will be maybe trying to change your expectations or impacting some of your happiness. Uh, And that's really important to make sure that you're listening to the right people to help you achieve what you want to achieve. So they're mine. Great tips. True. Um, Yeah, I was was thinking of this one thing when Jenny was talking actually um, about, about the whole thing of knowing who you are. And I think take some time to get to know who you are, because mm. if you have, if you understand who you are and how you're, how you need to be, to be happy, then suddenly you have the strength to to stand up against those expectations that fall apart. So you suddenly don't crumble if things don't work out the way you think they should work out. Um, you have a more balanced view on stuff as you're experiencing them. And I think it's really, really important to have an understanding of yourself, you know, do the things that actually explore who, you know, what's important to you, who you are, where do you want to go in your life and so on. And that to me shapes some of the expectations. So Mm -hmm. take some time to do that. Another one is gratitude. I think it's really, really important to um, come right back to, you know, what, what are you grateful for in that moment? You know, if you're going... Um, if it's an experience at work or so on, what are the great, what are the things you can appreciate and be grateful for within there? And those are the things that actually fuel your happiness mm-hmm. because to, at the end of the day, we know that we, we want to change the world, but we might not <laughs> always get to change it the way we think it should be. Yes. So the minute we balance that off by saying, do you know what, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful that I made one step or that I touched one person and that's made such a difference that, yeah, I'm, I might not change the entire world, but I am changing some things. Um, and yet I have the the last one was about having some balance when it comes to comparisons. Um, 
do not compare yourself, as we all just said. Um, but when you're looking at things like social media, when you're looking at um, material that's out there, just always do it with a balanced view that it was a picture, it's a photo. You know, it was it it was probably put together to look a certain way, mm-hmm. and it only represents probably one percent of that mm-hmm. person's life. So don't compare yourself yeah. and don't use that as your marker for an expectation. Yeah, love yeah. that. Great tips, great tips. So I, you reminded me about Mo's interview because there are three questions that Mo does ask you to consider when you're thinking about your happiness. Oh, So I'm going to read the three questions out. So the first question is, is what I'm being told true? Not true, then drop it. Yeah. And that's important. If it is true, respond. What can I do about it? So that's your act. So what are you going to do about it? And then can I do anything about it? If you can't change it, then you have to accept it. Yeah, and I think that's important. And I think it is. I have a variation of that that I share with my coaches. Is that what the only thing you can control in the life is how you react to a situation? Yeah, yeah. you cannot change anything else, right? And it's important that you accept that because if you will, you know, we all go through those moments about, but why don't they like me? And why is this going on? And what's happening there? Is that you can only be you? And you know, I'm going to my favorite quote: If you, you can't you, be really. everyone's. <laughs> You do you. You do you. That is one. She's got several favourite quotes, let's be honest. You do you, but you can't be everyone's cup of tea, otherwise you'll be a mug. And I think as soon as you become content with that, you're okay, right? And and it's important. And it's not, by the way, that is not an excuse to be not a nice person. Yes. That's important for me to say that. But it is being comfortable enough to accept you for who you are. And as soon as you do that, I think you will be in a different place. Mm. And to Trudy's point about, it's not about, you know, everyone's level of changing the world is so different. And for for us, it's like small ripples create big waves, yeah. right? And that's important, empowering people to do that. And I think that's another, I would advise you folks to, again, with the comparison thing is what is, what is what's good for you, right? My good and your good will be very different things and all of that will like your expectations will hopefully help you understand what that means. But yeah, consider those three questions every time you have to you get involved. Edit your choices. Yeah, I'm a big fan of editing editing choices and, and prioritising the right things. This went much more down a happiness route than I was expecting than expectations, oh. but I love the conversations yeah. and how it flows. Yeah. And now we've all cool. learned how to be happy, which is subjective. It so, is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be the same. <laughs> so what we're experiencing right now is joy. It's joy. Yes. Yeah. I feel very fulfilled and quite content. I feel comforted. I might be happy and Vita won't be happy and that's okay let us know what makes you happy thank you for listening if you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter visit calmedgedrebels.com we'd love to continue this conversation so please connect ask questions and share your thinking with us you can find us on instagram twitter and linkedin under calm edge rebels and if you enjoyed this episode please remember to rate and review us